today on the Weekly Walk podcast, in honor of National Winnie the Pooh Day, Eric and I are going to share our love of Winnie the Pooh and his friends and some of his wisdom. And if you are not certain or not yet convinced that Winnie the Pooh has tremendous wisdom to share, well then lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Welcome to the Weekly Walk Podcast, the perfect podcast to take with you on a 30-minute walk. I'm Joyce, the pack leader here at 99 Walks, and each week, my husband and co-founder, Eric, and I explore tools, tactics, research, and random stories to help you keep moving forward and creating a life you love. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Eric. Guess what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to do your favorite podcast thing. What? What's my favorite podcast thing? When I sing. You're going to sing? I'm going to sing. Yay, bring it. Okay. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Tubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh. Okay. That was good. I actually didn't know where you were going with that, and I remembered most of the words. Yeah. How, got... can, how can you not know those? So you know what today is? Today is Winnie the Pooh Day. How is there possibly a Winnie the Pooh Day? Is there a Tigger Day and a Piglet Day, or is it just like Winnie the Pooh, the global, the, like the book and the and the bear? I think the day. I'm not. I think it's technically called Winnie the Pooh Day, but I think it should be called Winnie the Pooh and Friends. Ah, yes. Because part of the magic of Winnie the Pooh is his little friend group. They could call it 100 Acre Wood Day. That would be awesome. That would be a little subtle, though. You'd have to be a, a somewhat the... of an aficionado <laughs> to get that, a connoisseur. You are definitely a connoisseur of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Oh, that's hard. That's I love them. I love them all, truly. I mean, how can you not love Piglet? And how can you not love Tigger? And of course, how can you not love Winnie the Pooh? And even Eeyore has a special place in my heart, little curmudgeon that he is. Well, I oh, have a favorite. I know you do. <laughs> Can you guess? I think if you were to choose, Tigger would be your favorite. Of course. His heads, his head, their, their heads are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of spring. They're bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. You got to do it. You got to do your little um, Tigger impression because you do that too. Tigger is bounce. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first fall in love with Winnie the Pooh? Do you remember? I think I was actually a little older. Like, I don't think this was something from when I was, when would you normally like Winnie the Pooh? Like three, four, five, six? Yeah, I think so. I think it was sort of like middle schoolish when I came upon my appreciation for Pooh. And then, like, we talk about personal development and growth and blah, blah, blah. But I've sort of been doing this my whole life. and I was You have? It was probably... Well, fortunately, you've gotten better at it. Yeah, Because if you were doing this your whole life, like, in your 20s, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were doing it really well. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but I did, I read, there's a book called The Tao the of Pooh. Yeah. D-A-O. So did you read that? I think I did. I have a memory of it. Yeah. So I read that. I might have been in my 20s when I got to that. 
but I still think my appreciation of Pooh sort of went to, to middle school. Very interesting. I think that's the point. I think that's what makes Winnie the Pooh so incredibly timeless. It's this combination of charming, beautiful, engaging characters and so much deep wisdom baked in there. So much wisdom. And it certainly flies over the head of that four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old, I think. I don't know. I don't know if it does. Or am I not giving them enough credit? I think you're not giving them enough credit. Children are wise. And just because they can't articulate it, I believe that those lessons get in there. At least I hope so. Yeah. Good good point. I mean, if you were to read Winnie the Pooh and sort of talk to your child and say, what would Pooh do or what would what would Piglet do or whatever, you, you might they might take a different approach. For sure. So just to be really clear about how you approach the world as I'm thinking about it, kind of your guiding philosophies are a combination of the ancient Stoics and wisdom of Winnie the Pooh. Do I have that about right? Yes. No. I'm a I'm a Poohic. No. <laughs> you're so charming and funny (laughs) and wise and so very wise (laughs) so do you think today we have done podcasts where we've shared some of the wisdom of the stoics so today what if we share some of the wisdom of winnie the pooh and friends i think that would be awesome so share with me one of your favorite pooh driven philosophies or quotes? What do you got? What do you love? Yeah, one of the ones actually that is one of my favorites comes from Eeyore, of all people, where he says it never hurts to keep looking for sunshine. And you wouldn't think that would be an Eeyore quote, but it just speaks to how uh, just take it at its face value. It never hurts to keep looking for sunshine, right? I don't know. I think you could argue that it does, because if you keep looking for sunshine and you don't find it, is it better to keep trying and looking and be disappointed? Absolutely, because I think it speaks to the practice, right? When we talk about personal development and growth and happiness, right? Happiness isn't a destination, it's it's the journey. It's it's a process. So it never hurts to keep looking for sunshine. You're saying the process is what matters. It never hurts to keep looking. You may not find it, but keep looking for it. Keep trying, keep searching, and be in the process. In exactly. That that's where I think the the wisdom of Eeyore comes through. And What about even the more practical? Like, keep looking for sunshine. Literally. Sunshine, gosh, it feels good, right? I say that because it's rainy and cold and winter, and we don't get a lot of sunshine where we live this time of year. Well, it also goes to, I forget the, what's the expression where if if you're thinking about buying a red Subaru, when you're driving around, all you see are red Subarus. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of confirmation bias. Right. So here's 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 an example that I think because of course most of my frustration is taken out behind the wheel of a car. So if you if I'm driving or you're driving along and you hit a red light, of course your mind goes to oh stuck behind another red light. All I get is red lights. But if you actually look for the green lights, you might be like green light, green light, green light, which green light is the sunshine, right? And then when you hit a red light, you're like, oh, I hit a red light. And if you really think about it, you're like, well, I did get three green lights in a row. I think that's really interesting. I think that's exactly right. If you train yourself to look for the sunshine, and focus on the green light, which the green lights versus the red light, which is a very good metaphor. Well done on today's Eric metaphor. It's my wisdom shining through. It, indeed it is. All right, you wanna hear one of my favorites? I would love to. So Piglet says, and let me just be sure I get the quote right. The things that make me different are the things that make me me. And that, to me speaks so much to the power of, of embracing our individuality. And especially when we're younger, I think, there's such a strong drive to wanna conform, wanna fit in. And then I suppose even as we grow up and get older, there's this wanna keep up with the Joneses, which is the old stereotype, I think from the 50s, but wanting to keep up with your peers, wanting to do what others are doing. And it's it's driven by this desire to be accepted and to fit in and to be part of the tribe and all of that, which is awesome. But the embracing the things that are special and different, those are the things that make you you. And Something that's been on my mind a lot lately is the idea that if we all wanted the same things, enjoyed the same things, longed for the same things, how boring would it be? That would be horrible. <laughs> it would be horrible. <laughs> and and not to mention, think about the fact, and, and I've heard this discussed in various podcasts and places, but there's 9 billion people on the planet right now and there's only one you and if you think about it going back in history i don't remember the exact number but there's been like a hundred billion humans over the entire course of human history so wait, I, just to be clear are we gathering wisdom from winnie the pooh or are we trying to throw me and everyone else into an existential crisis, just to be clear about what our goal is today. A little bit of both. Okay, just checking. But the point is, you... Me. Uh, you. Me. The global you. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> is one... Well, I guess there's twins and triplets. But pretty much everybody is one in a hundred billion. I mean, the odds of you even existing, the odds of there being a piglet metaphorically are one in a hundred billion celebrate that celebrate that like the i think the mega million lotto last week was 1.3 billion so that's not even a hundred billion but you know a lot of people bought tickets like you're one in a hundred billion celebrate that you won <laughs> you won because you got to be you i like it Exactly. You have one you want to talk about next? 
Yeah, um, Winnie the Pooh says, any day spent with you is my favorite day. So today is my new favorite day. I love that. Yeah. Is that one just for me? Just for you. Can you put that on a Valentine's Day card? <laughs> I and will. seal it with a kiss. <laughs> Swack. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid and I went to summer camp when we were like, Twelve, thirteen-ish, I think. Every now and then, someone would get a letter from a girl, and it would literally—they'd write S W A K on the back. It like we'd all go crazy in the bunk. It was very funny. Anywho, did you ever get cards from girls? No, because <laughs> you know ne- there was never anyone before me, was there? Never. <laughs> Excellent. So today is my new favorite day. So that's just a reminder from Pooh to be present. And when you are present and you're with people, celebrate that time. Like, be with them. Put your phone down. Like, if, if there were phones, Winnie the Pooh would say, I like it best when I forget my phone. <laughs> oh, that was really a Poohism. Yes. You put that in Pooh tones. I did. Right? So, I, I lo- think that, Say it again. I love it. I like it best when I forget my phone. I like it best when I forget my phone. If Winnie the Pooh had phone, if Winnie the Pooh and his friends had phones, that's what Winnie the Pooh would have said. Yeah. So today is my new favorite day. Like today is, today is what we have right now. What is it? The no, past don't do is it. History. Oh, the future is a mystery. Put your oxygen mask on first. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. This is this is what we have, and that's the wisdom of Pooh right there being present, enjoying this moment, not thinking about the future, not wishing things away. We actually have, I was thinking about this today, and I'm going to digress a little bit, but we will get a bit of news at the end of this month. And I was thinking like, oh, I can't wait for it to get here. And I'm just going to sort of, am I going to muddle through the next couple of weeks? until it comes and then I was like I don't want to wish away a couple of weeks like it'll come when it comes be present so good reminder from Winnie the Pooh I actually think that the message of being really present and being with the people who you love I feel like if there was one through thread of Winnie the Pooh if you had to choose one through theme I think that would be it be present and be present with the people you love. I don't know if that's two themes, but yeah, I think that's it. I, I mean, that's that's the essence of Pooh. I mean, we're, that's we're the boiling essence it down. Who exists in the in the moment? And I'm going to go right into oh, I was going to another go, quote. I, right. You're going to go into that one? Nope. I'm going to go right into this one, which is what could be more important than a little something to eat? Like he just wants honey and when he's with his friends he's with his friends like that just boils down there he's not ruminating on the past like like you don't ever hear there's no stories of Pooh where he goes remember that time I wish I had (laughs) remember that time I climbed up the tree and I fell on my butt and that was terrible so I shouldn't try it again and maybe I made the wrong choice and that was dumb I'm so 
dumb. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and now what am I going to do? And what happens if I never get that honey? And if I never have any more honey, what's going to happen? Like, no. He's just he's just there. He's just sticking his paw in that honey pot. Looking for the honey. He's just a little old rain cloud. <laughs> he's a little old rain cloud? Oh, yeah. You, you don't know that one? Uh-uh. Where he ties a bunch of helium balloons to himself. Oh, sure, of and course. And pretends to be a, a rain cloud so the bees don't sting him when he's trying to steal their honey. And he has a little song. <laughs> yeah, you going to sing? No. I don't know that one. So, so I, I'm just a little old rain cloud. I don't think I know any more than that. Well, I am going to go to a little bit heavier poo. Okay. A little bit heavier than a yummy little something to eat. And this one is... How lucky am I to have something that makes saying goodbye hard? I mean, that one just makes you cry. Yeah. But it's true. It's that same message. You know, grief and loss, that is the price we pay for love. And that kind of sucks. I remember when we lost our first dog, who was the dog of all dogs. And we we just loved this little, used to call him a person in a monkey suit. And he was brilliant and loving and he was awesome. And a very dear friend, he was our first dog. And our very dear friend, our friend Linda, said to me while we were grieving. And one of the lessons I learned early on is that you really, if you're really truly heartbroken over the loss of a pet, you can only talk to other people who are dog or cat or animal people because people who don't understand that connection kind of don't get it. Anyway, Linda said to me, I know it's the price we pay for having awesome animals in our life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, it's the price we pay. It's the price we pay for love. And how lucky are we? And it's so hard to turn that that on its head, right? To turn that heartbreak and that grief on its head. But Pooh is right. Pooh is always right. Pooh is right. How lucky are we? Well, what's what's the, the quote? You know, don't. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't cry, cry cuz it's, it's over. over. Be cuz it happened. Well, I mean, I lost just, a good I lost a good friend. How many years ago was that? Years now? ago. 5, 8 years, 5, 6 years ago. I don't know, COVID's compressed time in a weird way. Yeah, 5 years ago, give or take. And, and you know, it was a shock, it was devastating. But that quote did it did allow me to really focus on the good times that we had together and keep those in the forefront, sort of, you know, keeping up with the pain and discomfort I was feeling. So it, it helped. No, it does help. I just like it more the way Pooh says it. <laughs> Pooh says it better, yeah. I think Pooh says it better. How lucky are we to have something that makes, it, that makes saying goodbye so hard? All right, moving on. Moving on. So Winnie the Pooh also says, what's wrong with knowing what you know now and not knowing what you don't know until later? And I sort of take a spin on this a little bit, which I think falls into the stoic bucket of control what you can control and 
don't worry about what you can't control. Like, you know what you know now, and you don't know <laughs> what you're going to know or not know later. So I think for me that brings back or brings to mind that stoic tenet. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So again, just to sort of clarify, in our lives, we have things that we can control, how we respond to things, the work we put out, the love that we put out, what we say, what we do. And then there are things that we can't control, the weather being the obvious example, but even the actions of others, we can't control them. We can try. <laughs> try as we might, because <laughs> we do try. Most of us, or a lot of us try. But focus on what we can control. Focus on what we know now. And I take that quote a little bit more literally, a little bit more around the the value of being a lifetime learner and not feeling, as as people often do, especially as adults, that we're supposed to have all the answers, right? Like, when did we think we're supposed to have all the answers? Because it just seems much, much more freeing to be able to say, I know what I know, but gosh, I can't wait to learn more and discover more and know what I, and learn what I'm going to learn then. Yeah, and I think he's taking it, Pooh, or A.A. A. Milne, the author, is taking it sort of to the nth degree. And it's not even like, oh, I don't know that. Like, he's talking about things that you don't even know you don't know. <laughs> it's so, so out there. But knowing what you know now and being confident about what you know and then knowing, accepting, I think this is kind of what you're saying, accepting that there's a whole world of wisdom out there still waiting for you to yeah. unravel. And how wonderful is that? It sort of, sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> it sort of goes to this idea that two things can be true. Both things can be true. I know what I know now, and there's so much I don't know. And I, Right. I don't even know what I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't know. And I suppose you can look at that and say, that's incredibly exciting. Or you can look at that and say, that's awful. I opt for exciting. I choose exciting. I choose exciting. Who chooses exciting? Yes, he does. All right. Wisdom of Pooh and friends. What else you got? All right. So Pooh says, you can't stay in your corner of the forest waiting for others to come to you. You have to go to them sometimes. All right. There's literally, we could just talk about this quote for an entire podcast. Correct. So starting with is the conversation that you had. I don't know. Did you read that in a book or whatever where some young woman is bemoaning the fact that she can't find a date and someone's like, you got to get out of your apartment. You're not going to fall in love with the Grubhub guy. Uh, that was not in a book. That was not in anywhere. That is what uh, single 30-year-old women in New York would say to each other to try to get one <laughs> another out of their apartment and out to a restaurant, a club, a bar or something. Or maybe it's just what my friend said to me trying to pry me out of my apartment or my office. So I also take this one to go along with the expression, go first. 
right? So when you are in a social situation, even in a non-social-ish situation, or just casual encounters with someone at your local coffee shop, or seeing someone that you sort of know, and you, you know, that awkward feeling where you're like, oh, I kind of know that guy. That's the parent of my daughter's friend. Yeah, Steve. I know Steve. Yeah, I sort of know him. So this says, go first. Say, hey. <laughs> well, you're going to have to say, hey, because even though you tell that story really well and with some frequency, when it's really awkward, you really typically don't actually know their name. Or even worse, it's like, ah. I think his name is Steve, but I'm not sure. That's really when it gets dicey. <laughs> yeah. So, you, but, but here's the thing: the the relation, the right, the connection is so loose that you could put your nose in your phone and ignore the person. Absolutely. So the message from Pooh is: go first, say hey. I talked about this with our daughter the other day. She goes to the gym all the time. She sees a bunch of kids. I said, did you say hi? She said, no. I prompted her, gave, talked about this concept. And the next day, she said hey to someone. <laughs> and they said hey. And they ended up talking about the quiz that they had because they're in the same class. And I asked her, well, did that hurt? <laughs> she said no. So it just it just sort of works. So be be first. Take those steps. And it goes there there's the study where it's gonna make you feel good, but it's also gonna make the other person feel good. So it's win-win. There are there's so much to this. The first is it could go wrong and it could be embarrassing. You could approach the person in the grocery store and say, hey, Steve, it's Joyce, Maddie's mom. And Steve goes, yeah, I'm not Steve. Okay. <laughs> if you're someone who has gone first and is willing to go first, chances are that may have happened in your life. Oh, it happened to me. <laughs> so I saw a guy at the grocery store, our local grocery store, and like, uh, you know, we were in the produce section, and I was like, hey, Greg. And he looks at me, and he sort of shrugs his shoulders. He's like, I'm not Greg. I'm his twin brother, Gary. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, <laughs> sue me. <laughs> so uh, point is, uh, those awkward moments might happen. And here's the thing about that. So What? So what? It's not a reason not to go first. So that's first. Second, I think it's important that we point out that Pooh is exceptionally wise because Pooh says you should do that sometimes. Sometimes is the qualifier to that because the truth is, especially when you're talking about the people close to you, you shouldn't always have to go to them. You should go to them. Sometimes relationships have to be reciprocal or should be reciprocal. You never, you never should feel like you're chasing the people who are close to your heart. Because if you're chasing your friends, maybe they're not the kind of friends you think they are. 
So it's really important not to hide in your corner of the forest. It's really important to go first. It's really important to go to them. Sometimes. Sometimes. He's so wise, that little (laughs) fluffy. Who knew? Who? You knew. (laughs) Apparently, you knew. Do you have a last one you want to close it out on? All right. Well, let's go with the big one. You got to go with the big one. I know right where you're going. Christopher Robin says to Pooh, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. And I think that just applies to all of us. We all, or not not all, but a lot of us have a tendency to second-guess ourselves or doubt ourselves. It's I think it's a little bit in there in just about everyone. But we all have those qualities if we let them out. And we have to remind ourselves that we have those qualities. That's the kind of quote that needs to be written in marker on your bathroom mirror. (laughs) Because that's what you need to tell yourself or remind yourself every single day. And even Pooh, in all of his wisdom and all of his ability to be present and all of his beautiful moments with his friends, and his willingness to focus on the moment and hunt for the honey and do all the things that Pooh does, even Winnie the Pooh needed that reminder from his dear, dear friend. And I guess that's a good place to close it out, which is we all need that reminder. We need to remind ourselves. But you know what? Maybe we need to remind our friends too. We are launching into a new year, new opportunities, new challenges, and the chance to take on 99 in 99. We are challenging everyone to commit to walking 99 miles in the first 99 days of 2023. It is definitely not too late to start. So if you wanna be part of 99 in 99, head on over to the 99 Walks Facebook group and check it out. We will see you there.